This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode 119. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I highlighted such a good book. I know I say that every single week, but oh, geez, there's just so many good books out there. And this one is extra special because it is by the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman. And this book is so great. It's a must read, especially if you're in the positive psychology world or you're a life coach, or you're definitely interested in the study of human flourishing and happiness. So This book is called Authentic Happiness, and it's using the new positive psychology to realize your potential for lasting fulfillment. Now, this book was actually read, written rather a while ago. So it's amazing how, I think it was 2005, actually, it's amazing how um, just so many amazing nuggets of information that are in this book are actually now becoming more and more mainstream. And I love that, right? It's also um, by Martin Seligman, who also wrote the book called Learned Optimism. And of course, another book that I highly recommend. So yeah, so we're going to jump into this. If this is your first time on the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. This is where we highlight books. I suck at all the actionable nuggets. Well, not all of them, because I mean, let's face it, books are so amazing and they have a a wealth of information and knowledge and experience that are all interwoven into them, that it's hard to get every single thing. So if something does spark your interest, I always encourage you to purchase the book and support the author. And also, if you've been coming forever listening to all these podcasts, you know what? If you haven't gone over to the website, by the way, I have a whole vault of hundreds and hundreds of books that are all been mind mapped and summarized and highlighted. So make sure you go over there and you can access that for free. Okay, so there we go. Let's jump into this book. It's so great. So, okay. Should I ask this question even? Are you interested in becoming happier and more successful? (laughs) Don't we all do that? So the idea here is also, if you're curious about the science of happiness, uh, you're going to love this book. It's This book is so great because it really does allow us to maximize or learn new ways that we can fulfill our full potential so we can definitely become happier. And also, have you ever wondered or did you know that happiness actually can be learned and it can be cultivated. So that means that we can learn happiness and we can learn and cultivate more happiness in our life. And that's what this whole entire book teaches us that, you know, everyone is very powerful and we can inject real joy into our lives. We can inject more happiness. So welcome to positive psychology. That's basically what this whole book is all about. And it is an introduction to positive psychology. And the idea here is that psychology has for so long been focused on illnesses, on mental illness, and it's 
basically this book is it's time for a new psychology and it's the psychology of happiness and optimal life. And I love that this book really does delve into the science of human flourishing. Um, and it's backed by science. So positive psychology is actually a new domain in psychology, not that new anymore, but new when this book was written. And, um, it's, it's, it's really important because it really does take psychology to the next level. So it's not just focusing on illness. Like if you can study illness, why can't you study happiness? And that's what the whole premise is on positive psychology. And they actually shift it now. So Ligman defines it as the scientific study of positive human functioning and flourishing on multiple levels. You know, that includes biological, it includes personal, relational, institutional, as well as cultural. So he really does talk about authentic happiness. It's one of the first books that actually talk about the science of that actually shows us how we can apply it into our lives and realize our potential. And so this really does contribute to lasting fulfillment. It shows us why happiness actually matters and how being happy can actually have a positive impact on your life. And also what determines happiness and how can we create more of it in our life? (laughs) So we're going to jump in. So the general overview of this book is that according to esteemed psychologist and best-selling author Martin Seligman, happiness is not the result of just good genes or luck. So real lasting happiness actually comes from focusing on one's personal strengths rather than weaknesses. So focusing on these strengths, these, these character strengths about us, instead of focusing on our shortcomings or our weak weaknesses and working with them to improve all aspects of our lives. So Seligman does give that spin and he shows the reader that how you identify your highest virtues or your strengths and you use them to your advantage in ways that are go- you may not have considered yet is going to help you on so many levels. So authentic happiness, this book really does provide an overview of positive psychology. Um, he talks about the 24 character strengths. He talks about the 24 strengths and those virtues and how they're unique to our human psyche and how each of us has character strengths. And we have at least top, we have at least five of these attributes that we can really build on and we can identify with and that we can develop and it's going to help us maximize our potential, right? It makes sense. Like if we think about what it is that we're really good at, like for one, for example, my top character strengths, um, is the love of learning. And so if I can utilize this love of learning in my everyday life, it makes me happier. It like it, you know, it makes my life easier and it, you know, makes me content. So as you can see, reading books and sharing the knowledge is really tapping into one of my top character strengths. So you can see how it's very powerful to know what your top character strengths are so that you can utilize them in your life. All right. So by incorporating these strengths, which might include, you ready for them? Here they are. Kindness, originality, humor, optimism, curiosity, 
enthusiasm, and generosity. If you can include some of the character strengths like those into your everyday lives, he tells us that we can really reach new levels of optimism, happiness, and productivity. Now, there are 24 strengths, so that's not all of them. But by accessing these, and it'll bring out the best in ourselves. And we can improve also the world around us, so not just us, right? So lasting levels of happiness and authentic contentment and joy really come from tapping into and utilizing our strengths. So, okay. So the book really talks about three main points. Oh my gosh. It just said main really funny there. (laughs) So three main points within this book. So psychology is far too long focused on illnesses and just illnesses alone. So it's time for a new psychology, the psychology of happiness and optimal life and optimal functioning, focusing on strengths instead of illnesses. Uh, or weaknesses. He also talked about that we can increase, and science has shown that we can increase our level of happiness and satisfaction as well. And then he talked about a full life takes into account all the pleasures, but it also works to develop our strengths. And that, that really helps us with a full life and which can, we can deploy at any time, right? So then he talks about, um, happiness can be lasting and we can increase it. So to explain what he means by this and this whole movement of psychology was born is positive psychology, right? It sets out to study happiness. It sets out to study fulfillment and also human potential. So authentic happiness, this book that he wrote is a positive psychology book, and it really shows us how we can live at the upper end of our happiness range. And so that is what he talks about. So he does talk about variables. He talks about the different factors under our voluntary control and that they fall into three buckets. So it's really important to recognize that there are certain things, circumstances that for which we can't really change. So the key to happiness lies not in changing our genes, which by the way, is impossible. So if you're trying to change, you know, how tall you are, <laughs> it's not going to happen, right? So the idea here is recognizing the things that you can influence. So changing your genes is basically impossible or changing your circumstances, which actually has little impact and it's impractical and and downright impossible as well. So sometimes the circumstances, um, we can't change either. So if we're born, for example, female, we can't necessarily change that circumstance. If we were, you know, so there's, there's certain circumstances that are out of our control. So genes and circumstances, but the main key takeaway here is that we can change factors under voluntary control. So what are those factors? So these are actions that we can take and thoughts that we can think. So we have influence on certain things. So he talks about the things that we have voluntary control is really where we want to focus our effort. And he talks about these three buckets. So variables that improve how we feel about our past. And then he talks about variables that improve how we feel about the future. 
And he also talks about variables that improve how we feel about the present moment. So really, these are voluntary controlled three buckets and factors that we can control. So we can control things, the variables that improve how we feel about the past. So we can appreciate the good events in our past. We can forgive ourselves and others for bad events. We can create feelings of satisfaction and contentment and fulfillment as well as pride and serenity just by improving how we feel about our past. Then another bucket is that idea of how this is a, a variables that, that can improve how we feel about the future. So by learning to think in a more optimistic way, and he talks all about explanatory styles and things like that too, and how we can talk in more hopeful ways. Um, he talks about creating feelings of faith and trust and confidence and hope and optimism by changing those variables, how we feel about the future makes sense, right? And then he talks about variables that improve how we feel about the present moment affect our our happiness and we have influence over that. So by maximizing the satisfaction that we get right here in the moment, so um, engaging in activities that provide us the flow state or that create feelings of joy, we can create these feelings of joy and ecstasy and calm and um, pleasure and flow. So these are variables, right? So if you think about it, it's kind of into those three buckets. We have influence. We don't have influence on our genes. We can't change our genes and we can't change our circumstances, but we can change there are some things and factors under our voluntary control. And he put those into those three buckets, variables about how we feel about the past, how we feel about the future, as well as improving how we feel in the present moment. So I did kind of narrow down some key takeaways. Now I have to say that obviously I'm a positive psychology practitioner and positive psychology life coach. And so this book has been like a Bible for me. So it's literally, there's so much in this book, um, that it's really hard for me to narrow it down and summarize. So I'm doing my best here. (laughs) I'm trying to stay within the 20 minutes. So he talks all about the 24 positive psychology strengths, which can be divided into six groups. And, um, I love the way he put it in his book. He talks about like, stop looking for shortcuts to happiness. Um, he really emphasizes tapping into your strengths and that's the key to getting more gratification in your life. That's how you're going to become happier in your life when you can tap into your strengths. And, um, so he does narrow down, um, all these positive psychology strengths, and you can go to, um, go to my show notes and there's a link. So you can actually take the survey to find out what your top character strengths are and is, um, the VIA's values and actions as well. And there's a link. Um, this is, this is really powerful. When you know your top character strengths, you start tapping into them. But for the purpose of today's podcast, I'll just run through what some of them are. So um, there's a category of wisdom and knowledge. And so within that category, the top character strengths are creativity, curiosity, judgment, uh, love of learning, perspective. So that's the wisdom and knowledge virtue. Then he talks about the courage virtue. And some of the character strengths are bravery, perseverance, 
honesty, zest. Then he talks about humanity as a virtue. And and some of the character's strengths are love, kindness, social intelligence. Social intelligence is actually one of my top character strengths too. And then fourth is uh, virtue of justice. So some of the character strengths are teamwork, fairness, leadership, And then the next uh, virtue is temperance. So he talks about character strengths such as forgiveness, humility, prudence, self-regulation. And then he talks about the virtue of transcendence. So that would be uh, character strengths such as appreciation of beauty and excellence, gratitude, hope, humor, spirituality. So you can see how just by tapping into your character strengths, and that's what he, his argument within this book is if this is, there's no shortcuts to happiness, right? The idea here is that strengths and virtues are the key um, to finding more gratification in your life. And, and it's really powerful. And there's a lot of research on these uh, building strength. And I, there's so many books that I've highlighted on the strength switch and like strength binding and things like that. So you can see how how it's really powerful. He also talks about the power of positive emotions and how they're a predictor of health, longevity. Um, he talks about you know uh, positive emotions and how happier people ha- people have better health. They live longer. They are more likely to follow healthy habits. Uh, they also tend to be more productive. They set higher goals for themselves. They persist longer. Um, positive emotions aren't just good for us, but they actually make us better human beings as well. And his whole book is scientifically backed by research. So when we are happy, we want to engage more with others. We want to lift others up. We want to share our good fortune. And the opposite is true, right? When we are down, um, then we become more self-focused and selfish. Um, And so science has shown that these feelings of positive emotions are really important because it causes us to be better and to show up better in our world and developing more positive emotions becomes really important in our lives. As we build more friendships, we have more love, we have better physical health and we have greater achievements. So you can see how, and like, it's so important. Positive emotions predict actually so many things and influence so many things in our life. So this is one of another main takeaway that I love about his book is what determines happiness, right? And he actually came up with this formula. And um, so the formula is H equals, so happiness equals, and then S and plus C plus V. Um, So what it is, is S stands for set range. So we do actually have a a set range, which is an inherited range of happiness, and that's been proven. So 50% of our happiness uh, is determined by our genes. And so we do have this set range that is genetically um, predisposed. And then the C is the circumstances of life. So these circumstances, they include fixed aspects. Like those are things like your age, your gender, your ethnicity, your income, your wealth. So, and where you grew up, like these are things, whether you're married, you're divorced, or you're widowed or single, those are circumstances. Then the V is 
what you can control. So what you can control in your life is the V. So it's all of these add up to happiness. So it's your set range, your circumstances, as well as your V, which is what you can control. So what are those? And that's the remaining 40% of your happiness. It's determined by voluntary variables. So if anything you take away is that, yes, your circumstances are going to happen. Yes, your genes are going to happen, but you still have 40% influence on voluntary variables. So Seligman really does confirm that it's true that thinking positively and deliberately um, thinking positive about past events as well as the present, as well as the future, if we can enhance these positive emotions, that it's really important um, because we have influence on that. We have control over that. And so the opposite is true though, right? Too, if we ruminate over negative events or we, we feel worse, you know, if we do that, uh, we worry. So in other words, your behavior, what you do or don't do, and how you think about various aspects of your life, how you think about the past, how you think about the future, and how you are in the present moment really has a huge impact on your happiness. So that's the main scientific takeaway here. Um, so he did talk about, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but he talked about the optimist way and he, I love the way he puts it. So these are explanatory styles. So it's kind of like how you explain things in the world. So explanatory styles are self-talk or patterns of thought, um, how you frame events. So for example, an optimist will have a positive self-explanatory style and a pessimist will have a negative self-explanatory style. So for example, when something bad happens to people with a negative self-explanatory style, they tend to blame themselves and they, or others, and they don't see a solution in sight. Whereas when some, when, um, when good things happen, so the alternative, right, is, is, um, when something bad happens to people with a positive self-explanatory style, they tend to blame the condition or they believe that the setback is temporary or that they are, are, might be able to learn from it or grow from it and that it's not necessarily permanent. So explanatory styles are really key in how we view the world and and it influences our happiness level, which makes sense, right? Okay, so he does talk about developing optimism and hope within his book, and he talks about the whole art of disputing. Now, this could be a whole podcast, like literally, I love this stuff. And so the idea here is, and he calls it the A, B, C, D, E model. And so what it is, is that basically we we naturally dispute negative opinions um, when they come from other people, right? So think about someone who's saying something in their negative opinion, you take it to court and you kind of challenge them and you're like, what, how can you say that? Like, what, where's your evidence? Like, you know, so, but the reality is, is what he's suggesting is knowing that we also do that ourselves. And one of the things we can do to our, for ourselves is just knowing that our beliefs might warrant dispute, so when we think a certain thought, when we have, you know, a negative opinion about something or something comes up, a thought, um, the idea here is that he's really 
encouraging us and science has shown that we can develop optimism and we can develop hope by practicing this art of disputing. So taking your, and we call it in positive psychology, taking, taking your thinking to court. And so the ABCDE model is basically the adversity. So the model starts whenever you are experiencing or thinking something about a negative situation in your life. So the adversity is presented. And so what happens is we have a belief. It's time that, you know, at this point, this is when you usually have a negative self-talk or you, you know, you have a belief or an opinion that comes up or a self, a story that you've created created in your mind, a belief, and then you have what's called a consequence. So this is what happens when you let the negative thought fester. Um, so the idea here is then you have this consequence. So you react based on, so the adversity happens, you have a belief about it or opinion or like something that, you know, comes up and then we have a consequence as a result. So we feel a certain way, we react a certain way. And so the idea here is to, at this point, dispute. So take your thinking to court. This is when the model actually kicks in. So here's where you dispute your initial belief or you dispute that initial thought or that self-talk and maybe find alternative explanations. It's like, hmm. So usually what I do, I think like how fascinating it's like, okay, what's another way of seeing this or another way of seeing this is And so the idea here is that disputation is really important, especially um, for building and developing optimism and hope. It's the art of disputing, taking your thinking to core, because sometimes we can have, you know, those limiting beliefs or opinions or like stories that we tell ourselves. And so... The E in his model here is called energization. So here's how you can reflect on how the disputation actually improves your mood. And so it's so fascinating is when you do question yourself, well, another way of seeing this is, or that's not true because, and this disputation is so important because, wow, it kind of makes you see things in it. It's amazing because it changes your energy almost right away. Um, and it's interesting that like you can, you try it out. You'll be amazed at how it really does energize you in a different way. And so the idea here is to dispute yourself as often as you can. So, yeah, so he, this is basically it in his book is the key, the key to greater happiness lies in toning down, um, the pleasures and focusing instead of focusing on like just immediate pleasures, like, you know, buying a new suit or, you know, outfit or something like that. And the key is to, for more gratification in your life is to tap into those strengths and tap into, you know, what it is that you bring to life. And so, A pleasant life is about pursuing positive emotions about the present, about the past, about the future. And a good life consists of using your signature strengths as often as you can, as possible. Like, so you can obtain this authentic happiness that he's talking about. Um, He also talks about a meaningful life adds um, more components of goodness. So when you feel like there's more meaning in your life and you're using your strengths, you're going to, it's actually helps you to feel, um, like when your life has more meaning and you're, you're using your strengths, it makes you feel happier. And so the idea here is that you want, um, you want to feel all those positive emotions as often as you can. 
And he does go into, you know, the key to greater happiness. He divides them into factors and those variables about, you know, like I told you about the feeling of the past, um, your feelings about the future and then feelings about the present. So here are some of his actionable nuggets really fast. So realize the past doesn't determine the future. And he talks about deliberate practice of gratitude about good things in your past and to forgive the past. He also talks some of his actionable nuggets about how to build optimism. It's about recognizing and disputing pessimistic thoughts. So what's going on in your mind? So this is how we end up feeling better about the future because we challenge those um, negative emotions or those limiting beliefs in order to really help us. So emotions like faith and optimism and hope are determined by by our interpretations, right? And by our thoughts about the world. So disputing our negative thoughts, our negative pessimistic thoughts is really important. So challenge the next time when you face that adversity, um, listen to yourself closely, to your beliefs and observe that, the consequences that come with that belief. And then the idea here is if it's negative, dispute them really vigor- vigorously. Then he does talk about the variables that help us in the present moment, and he he does emphasize things like milking or, or uh, um, savoring and recognizing that um, increasing what he calls gratifications. So these are activities that actually put you into flow state. And a lot of times when you are doing things that are your strengths, you'll go into these flow states. Um, so he talks about, you know, um, things, doing things that feel good, such as mountain biking or sex or reading a captivating book or, you know, deep conversations with someone. These are really wonderful, um, um, forms of gratification and it takes effort, right? It's not immediate. So he does say to try to do things more that bring you gratifications instead of focusing on things that just bring you like fleeting pleasures. So fleeting pleasures might just be like, you know, food, like mm, that chocolate bar tastes so good in that moment. Um, but he's suggesting that what we want to do is do the things that actually accentuate a more of a flow state. And that helps us in the present moment. So yeah, he does talk all about gratitude and pleasures and that we want to enhance more gratification when, you know, when you're in the zone or when you're immersed fully in an activity and you're free um, of distracting thoughts and emotions. It's really important to emphasize that. But the key is gratification takes effort, um, but it often leads to lasting happiness. So that's about it. That's Authentic Happiness by Martin Seligman and such a great book. As you can tell, I tried to get as much as I can into this book for you, into this highlight, the summary, but there's so much more. So feel free to purchase the book, support the author and all the research that goes into that. And um, yeah, it was so awesome. I hope you got a lot out of that. Thanks everybody and have a great week. I have another awesome book for you next week. So make sure you hit subscribe so you get it right into your inbox. Head over to my website and you can access the vault of hundreds of amazing books, all relating to positive psychology as well as human flourishing. So I hope to see you next week. We'll talk to you soon. 
If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidal.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.